greetings and welcome to episode 96 of the PlayStation Report. This week we have the usual fellas, not that it's ever changed. I'm Frank, along with Tyler. That's me. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing alright, how about you? You know, I, so I'm doing this thing right now that's supposed to be... It basically, it's preparing me to, you know, re-enter like this, the, the workforce here just because I'm I'm going to be leaving my job in about seven months. Yeah, they put me through this this training to make sure that I I'll, I'll be okay writing resumes and shit, going out to going out and getting a job and shit. Nice. So I've been doing that all week. Today we did a we practice doing interviews and stuff like that, which is why I'm all dressed up all spiffy and shit. I had a tie on earlier. I decided, no, fuck that tie. I ain't wearing a tie at home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, right. I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to get a new job. Right on. Are you uh, hanging out in Alabama? Oh, no, what no, no, are no, you no, doing? No. Coming, coming back up here? Uh, I might come back up there temporarily, like just as like a temporary base of operations to just basically to figure out everything entirely. I'm thinking either New York or LA for me. I hope. Yeah, those those are the two cities I'd like to I'd like to work in. I'm, I'm a big city dude. I got these big balls. Got to carry them around. In that big city, in a big city way, you know? You can't yeah. do that in a small town. You carry your balls around like that in a small town. Everyone just looks to be funny like you're nobody. You yeah. want to be somebody. But I want to be somebody. Don't be walking around with your small balls hanging out of your pants. Mm. People go, what, what are you doing? We'll walk around if you got big balls. Mm. Yeah, but I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the future. Also, very scared. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's been it's been a time. Playoffs are happening for football. Yeah, go Steelers. That's yeah, what, that's what I'm rooting for. That, that I think that'll be an interesting game, just because Jacksonville slammed them earlier in the year. Yeah, I, but I think the Steelers will get them. Yeah, that was, that was an, again, throws five picks again. That was a very uncharacteristic game. Yeah, it was, it was the weirdest thing to watch. Like, it was sad, but it was also just strange. Yeah. I think the saddest game so far was the Chiefs-Titans. Like, man. Man, the Chiefs. Man. But Marcus, but Marcus Mariota managed to throw a touchdown to himself. I know. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. That was pretty damn cool. We, uh... <laughs> Bill's Jaguars game was fucking terrible. Did you watch any of that? Dude, I, I watched maybe a quarter of it and I was like, I was inter- I was interested in it because I wanted the Bills to win. So that uh we played the the Steelers would play the Bills instead of uh yeah. Jacksonville. But hey. Yeah, it was just bad. Both those quarterbacks are bad and but both the defenses are kind of pretty good, so it's like, fuck, you know? Yeah. But the Saints-Panthers game, that was pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. I like that game. That was entertaining. Um, also, well, yeah, is everybody going nuts down in Alabama since they won the college football championship? I don't talk about college football. Yeah. I'm not making an exception here. Fuck college football. I don't. I don't hang with that. Yeah, I, I I don't watch it too much, but I I watched the championship game and or had it on the background, you could say, mm. and it was interesting. Yeah, I I do my best to avoid those conversations around here because everyone's was like Roll Tide or War Eagle, and that's all I'm like. I don't, come on, leave me alone. I don't pay attention to your sport. <laughs> it's not even in the season when they, it's a, half the time they're talking about. It. I'm like, Dude, yeah, just calm down. True. However, we have not addressed, and we have not. No, shut up! Shut up! You lost the fantasy football championship by seven points. You. What juju? You absolutely could have won. They should have. I can only hear you. Fucking on the field. 
<laughs> yeah. So you lost 245, 238, I think it was. And I went too, Frank. How do you feel about that? It's awful. It's absolutely dreadful. That's what I'll say. I think it's just dreadful because you fucking just destroy. Except the uh, our buddy that beat you just beat you every single time. <laughs> He's the only one that beat you really all year. Yeah, it, which is just weird. Yeah, it, I I will contend that yeah, it's fucking weird that mm, pisses me off a little bit. Like I said, I think you're Peyton Manning of our league. Uh, uh, sorry if the audio was weird on my end. Like my mic, it just it switched to like my fucking desktop mic, so that probably sounded like trash for the first what ten or five minutes of this episode. I'm really mm. sorry about that. Um. But I have it switched back to the correct microphone now, and it should sound just fine. I was wondering why my mic was spiking so high. Good thing I caught that early. The rest of the episode will sound just fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I fucked up. I fucked up real hard. I should have just stuck with my gut and stuck with my Pittsburgh Steelers. I was a little bit worried that since they were benching so many, it didn't make sense to play Juju, honestly. No. On paper, it did not make sense to play him. Because no. they were they're playing with a backup quarterback. You weren't playing your number one uh, you weren't playing your number one wide receiver because he's injured. You weren't playing your uh, number one running back because he they were resting him along with the quarterback. Right. And like it, who could fucking have seen a kickoff return for a touchdown coming? Right. Like, yeah. so much shit happened there. Like, mm. Mm. Yeah, also, you know, it didn't help that Todd Gurley laid down 40 on you the first While game. my number one player was sitting out injured. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that didn't help too much. It's just, it's not my game. I yeah. not my hey man. Not my game. Yeah. What wasn't my, wasn't my year? Certainly not. <laughs> Hell, I finished dead fucking last this year. <laughs> uh, next year. Yeah. At least that's what the Cleveland Browns say. Every and the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate. They're going to lose. I think they're going to lose. Hundred mm. percent. You know, it's going to be unfortunate, but I feel my balls about the Falcons. All right. All right. We shall see. But this is not a football podcast, Tyler. What are we doing? Let's talk about some football. Let's talk about some video games, a different form of gaming. Because sports are games, and so are video games. God damn it, I hate myself. Uh, what have you been playing? Oh, Did you play God. any more of that near? Tell me you played some more near. No. Fuck you. <laughs> no. I, I'm only playing one J RPG at one at one time. Action J Action J RPG. Japanese action role playing game. Genres sure. are dumb. <laughs> they are dumb. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. However, I knocked a massive chunk out of Kingdom Hearts 2, and I am heading down the home stretch. I can tell. My memory serves me correctly. I'm at a very difficult boss fight. I'm like, alright, fucking cool. So, yeah, and I'm in the final world, or whatever, and yeah. Mm. It's fun. It's a fun game. However, I, I wonder about the combat of that game. Like, I enjoy it. But I wonder if people think it's really good because it's flashy. It's a very flashy combat system. Like, there's particle effects everywhere, and you're jumping around and stuff. Like, it is fun. Uh, I just kind of, you know, maybe have it be a little bit deeper in Kingdom Hearts 3. You know? And also, the, the bosses and enemies that trap you, fuck them. Get them out of the game. Have better pacing in the game. That'd be cool, too. Maybe you'll find out in 2018. Maybe, because here's how Kingdom Hearts games work. They dump a shitload of story on you, then there's not a ton of story, maybe only the stories in the worlds, which aren't, sometimes aren't really the most interesting thing. Then there's a middle section with a lot of story, 
then it's back to the non-story, and then it's just a fucking shitload of story until the end. So, like, the pacing is just really off a lot of times. hope they fix that with three. I doubt it, because then it's not a King Hearts game. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, I knocked out a bunch of that. I knocked out a bunch of Rayman Legends as well. That game is just an absolute treat to play. It is so fucking fun. And it has a nice challenge to it, but it, it's... It does what I like when a game does this. When a game has challenge to it, but it also has really good fucking checkpoints. Because it's like, yes, I finally nailed that section and I got to a checkpoint. And now I can focus on getting to the next one or whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I like when games do that because then they can kind of be as hard as they, they want in my opinion. And Rayman Legends has a really good difficulty curve. That game is just so creative. Like, it, it's... It's a Nintendo level of creative, in my opinion, of just, like, wacky, weird-ass shit, and it's, it's fun. I especially like the music levels. I know Rayman was kind of based off of that, but every time you get through a, a painting, which is, like, the worlds, basically, uh, the final level is always, like, a, a music level, pretty much, where you're just holding in the run button and jumping and beating the shit out of dudes as you're going along, and, like, some jam is playing, like, one of them was Eye of the Tiger, it, and it has the rhythm of like the song and everything. It's it's cool. I like it. Um, let's see what else have I played? Played Overwatch. Did my competitive placements for season eight. Oh, I need to do that. Shit. Boy, I had a good time. Uh, went seven and three with five in a row. Won the first five in a row just laying the wall down. It was great. Uh, then it was just hit or miss from here and there. But all the matches were really competitive, I feel. It's always the placement that it just seems to be the most fun, in my opinion, because it, it always seems like the matches are just a little bit better. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I played that. We played a little Gran Turismo Sport. Yeah. Against each other. I need to practice more on that wheel. Yeah. Maybe you need to let Jesus take the wheel. Ah, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't think that's that's the thing that I need to do. I, I'm almost certain that uh, it's just going to be a little bit more practice with the wheel and I'll be up to speed. It's yeah. also getting used to a manual transmission at the same time. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of jumping in like all the way. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's going to be difficult for me. That's, that's just the tr- hard truth of it all. Right. It's a cool game, though. I really I really enjoy that game. I just wish it was a little bit deeper in terms of the online stuff. Yeah. I think it's fun to play with each other, but I wish there was more, like, dailies and all kinds of stuff. Like, just put a shitload of stuff in there, dude. You know? That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think that's about it. Just kind of just playing this stuff. You know? All right. How about you? Uh, I played a few things. Uh, I played and finished Tiny Metal over the course of, I think, three or four streams. Uh, it took me about eight hours to get through the campaign the first go-around. And, uh, there's still more to see. There's still some scenarios I've got to do. There's still, um, some bonus missions missions I have to unlock by three-starring all the, all the, uh, campaign missions. I can go into the New Game Plus, uh, difficulty and do that. I, I really enjoy playing this game. I think the writing is not... It's... The writing and the localization, just like the whole story and the localization of it, just doesn't sit well with me, in a way. I I think it falls into way too many uh, tropes with these types of war games, uh, and the way that the story is structured and how how the characters' arcs go, I, I feel like it's very predictable, because it's pretty much been done before. But yeah. the act of playing the game is quite fun. I think it's a little, it's a little bit easy, but I, I think it's fun. What is this game? Like, what do you do? So, it's a turn-based strategy game in which you capture cities and factories, and, air, and like, different buildings and stuff, like, say, cities will generate currency for you, factories you can build units at, ground units at, uh, you can capture uh, airfields to get uh, aerial units, eventually. Uh, and then you can capture uh, intel points that'll let you know a little bit more about the level you're on. 
Uh, you can also capture uh, comm links, which allow you to summon hero units, which are more powerful, beefed-up versions of uh, regular units. They usually have some sort of unique feature about them, too. Mm. Uh, it, yeah, it's... It's it's fun. You just take turns. You move your units around. You uh, build more units, and it's I I think it's a cool strategy game. And they're eventually going to put multiplayer in it, and that's where I'm going to be really interested is uh, the multiplayer for it. Yeah. yeah uh, I've also played some Fortnite Battle Royale, and Tyler, they added a weapon that I really fucking love. What is that? It's the silenced pistol. Ooh, man. That feels like it's probably a game changer. Yeah, like, I was... So, disclaimer, you gotta get a little bit close to them. Like, mid-range to short-range. And this thing, as fast as you pull the trigger, the bullets are coming out. And I was doing really good at keeping them all on target, and I got nine kills in one round just with the silenced pistol. Damn. Didn't need to didn't need to pick up any other weapons. Fucking wrecked people. Even people who were charging at me with shotguns and shit. I was just out DPSing them at close range because I was just hitting headshots at close range just repeatedly. Yeah. It was so fucking good. Damn. Got close to winning a game. Gotten fourth in solos. Ooh. But then uh, I think the meta has developed in that game to at the end you're either building or you have rocket launchers to fuck with the people who are building. Yeah. That's that's how the meta has developed. Because used to it's just people trying to outbuild each other at the end, but now like people are just using rockets to be like, no, fuck you, stop building. Fuck you, I'm gonna tear your whole shit down. I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's it's it, exciting. Yeah. It seems like if you don't if you're not good at building, you probably won't win. Like you need to be at least okay at it. Yeah, you need to you need to be all right at it. Like it's very easy to just build like a simple tower vertically. Like you build your four walls, you build a stairs, you build the next four walls, you build the stairs, yeah. and as you're building the stairs, you have to jump through them as they're building because otherwise you'll get trapped underneath them. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see how the game is changing as they introduce new things. They just introduced something uh, a new trap. Uh, they they formerly like formerly uh, added uh, these boogie bombs that make people dance. So yeah. yeah, like you throw it at them, they make them dance, and then you shoot them up. Uh, now they they've added another trap that I haven't read too much into. It's called a healing campfire trap. Apparently, there's a mechanic where camp these there are campfires that will heal you. I think I don't know exactly how that works, but apparently it, this hmm. this is a trap version of that. Alright, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that they're adding new stuff to that. Dude, it is it is exciting, and I, I've had a few rounds where I, like, just throwaway rounds that I was looking to just complete some challenges for to unlock some customization items. I was dropping in on a dropping in solo into squad games, not filling my squad out and just taking on entire squads by myself. Yeah, and dude, that, that is it's it very very rarely do you ru do you actually succeed much in that, but when you do manage to wipe an entire squad, it feels really good. I can imagine. Mm. Yeah. Ah, uh, and then finally, oh, were you going to? Yeah, ask I was something? just going to say it's a fun game. I really enjoy it. And then. Uh, well, in the shooting too, I know some people are on it about the shooting feeling weird. And I'm like, they've changed I don't it. Know. It feels fine to me, but they've changed it. There's a lot less assist to it now. Like bullets aren't just yeah. randomly hitting now. I think it's a little bit more precise. Yeah, that's good. Uh, finally, here I started yesterday. I started a uh, Yakuza Zero. Oh, uh, shifting. Yeah, I'm shifting. Yes, because uh, a. Recommendation on Twitter from Waypoint's Danica Herod told me that uh, Kiwami will mean a lot more if I have played Zero. So, I am uh, doing exactly that. Cool. And it, it is goofy-ass shit, man. I like it. I, I've yet to, for, to, I've yet to come to the point where it actually opens up a little bit more, but uh, so far, it is, it's really good. Mm. Like, there's a joke 
that they wrote about in they wrote in the game called like there's this old man who comes to you and says uh, I know how you yakuza people are always spending your money on like women and cars and booze but you should really think about investing in yourself and that's how they introduce the skill tree and how you spend money to unlock perks <laughs> that's pretty genius I like that yeah I like that a lot you should play a Yakuza game. Yeah, they seem goofy and, and, and fun. And, you know, how is the combat fun? Yeah, it's it's a brawler. It's like, I, I'd say it's like a fist-fighting god of war, kind of. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how to really explain it. It's it. Yeah, you're just street fighting. There's these different styles. Like, uh, there's the brawler style. There's the... Uh, there's the rush style, which is really quick. You get in fast dodge, some light punches and stuff like that. Um, there's like this heavy style that like it's just super powerful and slow, deliberate, powerful hits. And then there's um, this dragon style that that eventually you develop, and that one's special in some way. I don't know. It's just a very unique style of fighting. For, yeah. Of all all of them. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. It's real cool. I sent. I I've taken some screenshots of Kiryu just like curb stomping people. Yeah, I I saw the one you posted of some conversation about fisting. Yeah, and I was like, all right, that's so, pretty cool. So to be to be uh, to be clear, there I did I did a I selectively chose those screenshots. Those two things don't actually come up consecutively in the in the in the conversation there, but I just thought it was funny to put those two things together. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's real good. Y'all should play some Yakuza. <laughs> Yakuza. Mm. Yakuza 6 coming out this year. You know, it's it's good that there's a... There's, I feel like there's some of these Japanese franchises that kind of had a cult following over here, but really didn't take off, but I feel like some of them really are starting to take off with their most recent releases. Uh, Yakuza being one, Persona 5 really, I feel like, took off more than any other ones. Um, there's a ton of excitement for Monster Hunter World um, year as well. Mm-hmm. Nier Automata was a huge ex- success, so that stuff's good. It's cool. It's cool, I think. For sure. Weirdly enough, Yokotaro's name was on Tiny Metal's credits. Hmm. Who developed? Uh, oh, shit. I, I'd have to look that up. Uh, Tiny Metal. Oh, who are you? Tiny Metal. And you know what? Sometimes when you search something... Oh, Area 35. Okay. okay. Never heard of them. Never heard of them either. Apparently, um... Apparently, the develop the one of the lead developers or director on that is famous for something. I need to do more research before I bring this stuff up. Ah, there. Um, no, that's not the same thing. But interestingly enough, uh, Tamaki Miyoshi did the soundtrack. He also did hmm. soundtracks for Soul Calibur Five and I Am Setsuna. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's it's, it's a pretty alright game. I like it. I just try to ignore the story. Sometimes the story drags on a lot in between playing sequences. Yeah. Oh, that's that's um that's Kingdom Hearts too. Mm. There's just a lot of cutscenes in that video game. Like I can understand why a Kingdom Hearts game takes a long time to make. There's so many cutscenes. It's just insane, and some of them are just long. And it's like, uh, okay, I've been staring at the screen, just watching this thing for like ten minutes now. Like, let me just get back and back to beating the shit out of some things because that's what's fun. There's a boss fight about halfway through that game that really pisses people off. You know. Uh, this is the second time I've played this game. I have whooped his ass both times. I'm just like, bro, it ain't that hard. You just gotta do it. Okay, you just gotta do the thing. Okay, okay. Let's do the thing. You know. All right, I all right, professional gamer. Yeah, I'm the world's greatest Kingdom Hearts player. All right, all right. I won't dispute it. 
yet. Yeah. Mm. So we got we finally got some numbers, and I was interested to see these numbers. Um, we've got December's numbers for the PlayStation Store downloads, as well as 2017 overall numbers for the PlayStation Store. Oh goodness, there's a lot here. Let's start off with December, and then move into 2017 overall. So, oh dear. Uh, you want to give us the top 10 games on PlayStation 4? Yeah, number 10, NBA 2K18, 9, Human Fall Flat, 8, Rocket League, 7, Need for Speed Payback, 6, EA Sports, FIFA 18, 5, Madden 18, 4, GTA 5, 3, Star Wars Battlefront 2, 2, Gang Beast, and number 1, not surprising, Call of Duty World War II. Good to see Gang Beast up there. Sad to see Star Wars Battlefront 2 up there. The number 3. Need for Speed Payback? Yeah. Mm. Like their EA has, what, four games up there? Yeah. Mm. They've been doing some really shitty things with microtransactions. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Maybe if you're mad... Don't buy the games. Right. Why do I see the shit? Hmm. They've changed this list up. They're no longer... I didn't realize... Did, is this the first month they've done this? They're not putting PS3 games on here? Oh. They've replaced it with PS4 themes. Oh, wow. Okay, that's that's <laughs> that's where they put their priorities. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh... Hmm. I'll go over the VR game since it was a full year of VR. Number 10, Paranormal Activity Lost Soul. Oh, wait, no. This is December VR, whatever. Uh, 9, Weeping Doll. 8, Arizona Sunshine. 7, Doom VFR. 6, Drive Club VR. 5, Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim VR. 4, Accounting Plus. 3, Super Hot VR. 2, PlayStation VR Worlds. And at number 1, Job Simulator. That Job Simulator... Seems to be a solid VR purchase for a lot of people. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Uh, Vita. 10. Monster Mod Piece. 9. Va. 11. H-A-L-L-A. Valhalla. Mm. Uh, 8. Jack and Daxter Collection. 7. Papers, Please. Bitch. 6. Muramasa Rebirth. Complete Edition. 5. Or Complete Collection. Sorry. Five, God of War Collection. Four, Undertale. Three, Minecraft PlayStation Vita Edition. Two, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty HD. And number one, Metal Gear Solid 3. Snake Eater. Snake Eater. Yeah. Mm. I, I kind of expected Papers, Peace, Please to be a little bit higher on this list, but hey. Mm-hmm. It's a fine video game. I like it. Um, before we go over to the top downloads of 2017, let's stay in the holiday season here, where Sony has reported six million in sales of PlayStation 4 units. Damn, that is that is nice. Good, probably yeah. only behind a Switch. I I think honestly. Yeah, definitely. Quick moment to congratulate the Nintendo Switch for becoming the fastest-selling console in the United States. Which is insane to think about, don't you think? Yeah, crazy. And, and also, I look at it and they go, 10 million sold worldwide, at least that's the latest thing. And I go, I feel like there should be more of them. Like, the way people talk about the Switch and the excitement for it, like, I feel like there should be way more Switches out there, but still. Yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome. What, what a fucking turnaround for Nintendo. It's just, it's healthy for video games, you know? Yeah. Gotta it's love good. that competition. Yeah, Sony's numbers, though, they were down just a little bit. 6.2 million were sold in the same period last year. Mm. Compared to 5.9 this year, they're up to 73.6 million units worldwide. And also mm. during the holiday season alone, 55.9 PlayStation 4 games were sold, both retail and digital. It's a lot of video games. Yeah, that is. But 73.6, that's damn good. PS4 still trucking along, man. And let's talk a little bit about 
in the PlayStation Store and digital downloads for the entire year of 2017. And these, these lists, uh, they, again, they omitted PlayStation 3 on this list. Uh, yes, they have made it clear that they have moved on. Yeah. If it wasn't already, I'll give you these top 10 PlayStation 4 games here. Hot off the presses. Number 10, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, a game we've got to come back to. For sure. And number 9, Madden NFL 18, a game that I still need to play Sam in. Yes. I think I need to, that needs to, that game needs to happen. It does. At number eight, Minecraft, PlayStation 4 edition. At number seven, Rocket League. Six, NBA 2K18. Five, Grand Theft Auto Five. Four, Horizon Zero Dawn. Three, Friday the 13th, the game. Two, Destiny 2. And at number one, Call of Duty World War Two. So insane with Call of Duty. I know there was excitement about around World War II, but such a short amount of time in the market. It just shoots up there. Um, crazy fucking insane to see Friday the 13th up there at number three. That, like, yeah. damn. That's, that's crazy. It's cool for that game. But shocking that it's over Horizon Zero Dawn, for sure. Um, good. I just... I look at that game, and from a personal standpoint, I don't see the appeal. I don't of Friday the Thirteenth. Thirteenth. I just yeah. I look at that game, and I, what I see is a game that is it looks unpolished to me. Uh, some of the animation that I've seen, like I'm not sure if they were going for looking horrible, but it looks a li- it looks pretty horrible. It may I think some some of the facial stuff they they did there. It, it had to have been intentional. I can't, oh, yeah. like, that just looked so bad. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, they were probably trying to go with the movies. The movies have a lot of it's, weird shit like that. I don't know. And I guess this is another personal thing, but Friday the 13th did, I, I don't know that it needed to be a video game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just seems like a game that's not, to me, personally, I know there's a lot of people out there that love it, and that's cool, keep loving it, but to me, it just doesn't look too fun to play. Yeah, it looks like... On either side. Yeah. Like, I don't even think I would enjoy being Jason, personally. It's just not my thing. It seems like it, at least from what I've watched on streams, it looks like it moves really slow. Yeah. and uh, It's intentional, probably, but... Yeah. I'm sure there's those rush, rush of excitement in there for people that like it. I want to point out something. That I'm just very disappointed in Frank. PS4 add-ons. We don't talk about them too much. But the number 10 PS4 add-on is the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered Variety Pack. What is what? wrong with you people? Like, what the fucking shit? That, I mean, we talked about this when they announced it. It's just bullshit that they're selling that to you for $15, which one, they shouldn't even be selling it to you in a remastered game. And two, that's more than it originally cost years yes. ago, a yes. decade ago. And like, why? Why is this on this chart? Fuck. Like, don't buy that. What is wrong with people? What the no. fuck is wrong with people? It's frustrating. Shout out to the Legacy Dashboard theme for being the number one PS4 theme of the year. Oh, shit. Was that a limited time thing? No. Okay, so I can do it. I don't think that. it was. Yeah, I got okay, that. I That's what it. I'm rocking right now. I like it. Uh, also, shout out to that For Honor dynamic theme. That's a pretty cool fucking theme. Did not know there was Assassin's Creed Origins themes. I like themes, dude. Do you ever buy any themes? I don't buy themes, okay? I'm not yeah. I'm not the lowly type of person who's so yo. desperate for customization options that I would give people money yo, 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 yo. to yo, yo, customize yo, yo, yo. a digital dashboard. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't like the fucking the shade you're throwing at me, bro. I like themes. You know what makes me happy when I turn on my PlayStation Four and the Destiny theme starts playing musically, or the Witcher theme, or Journey. That's what I want. Yeah, but did you pay no money for those? Associated, um, 
some of them. Did Destiny? No. Witcher? No. Like, I got the Last of Us Outbreak theme. That's pretty fucking cool. The For Honor dynamic theme. I paid for those. And I like them a lot. And Uncharted 4 has a really cool one. You get to see fishies fly around and it's playing some music. And I'm like, I can fucking do this, but I don't care. Dishonored 2 has a really good one. It makes me happy. Like it. I mostly just like it because I like video game music. It, so if there's video game music there from the soundtrack, and it just gets me excited. Okay. It's been the theme is what I term of PlayStation 4. PlayStation VR games. Full year VR. A lot of these titles are not surprising. 10. Drive Club VR. 9. Until Dawn Rush Blood. 8. Keep Talking Nobody Explodes. 7. Fruit Ninja VR. 6. Skyrim VR. 5. Batman Arkham VR. 4. I Expect You to Die. 3. PlayStation VR Worlds. 2. Super Hot VR. And. Hmm. One job simulator. <laughs> Will vacation simulator take over the throne when it launches? We'll see. I I imagine that it will be up there. I don't. Yeah. Hmm. The future is unclear. Really cool stuff happening at CES. I know that's not really a gaming show, but that uh, that H that new HTC Vive uh, the. Vive Pro looks pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that it's wireless, mm-hmm. it's what VR needs, man. VR needs to be wireless in order for it to grow, I think. And I think that's the next logical step for PlayStation VR as well, to have a wireless sort of thing. Yeah. I I can't imagine yeah. playing a game where you're actually walking around the room in which there's fucking wires attached to you. Yeah, exactly, and and it just it'll make it more accessible. Too, it's not like oh well, I gotta drag this out, I gotta plug this in, I gotta do that. You know, I can just go home, plop on my VR, and go play some VR. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you, bro. Hmm. You watch any of that Overwatch League? I did not. But I heard about it. Well, if you want to, you have to watch it on Twitch. There's an exclusivity yeah. deal going on between them. I will not be watching Overwatch League, as I have some problems with Overwatch League, as noted in this next story. The best what is that? Zarya player in the world, probably, is not signed. because, uh, And for reasons that are horrible, related to her being a female... Korean lady. It's and the reasons presented to why she was not signed to any of the Overwatch teams just highlight how fucked up esports can be. And just it's it's bad. It is bad. Why is it bad? Tell me. So one of the problem, like they they point out like. Some things that happened with her, like she was bombarded with cheating accusations and like all that shit that she proved that like with uh, she did a stream of her like a camera on her hands on the keyboard and a camera like she basically proved that she was not cheating and that she was just the best Zarya player in the world. And like it's they're like, oh, well, it's it sucks that she got death threats and shit like that. But uh, I, I hope someone else makes. I hope the situation gets better. But we're not going to help it by signing her. Basically, like we're not going to we're not going to say anything about it other than it 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 sucks. We aren't going to do anything actively to against that. Like some of these these quotes are specifically from the Houston Outlaws, uh, one of the Overwatch League teams. Um, they, they said she wasn't a good fit because of a language barrier and co- and then concerns over co-ed pl- player housing, which. Like, why the fuck is that even happening in the first place? Like, why why do they why the fuck do you even need like the team to live together? That's that seems stupid to me. Like, yeah. be a little bit more fucking professional. Like, you don't see like if you want esports to be taken seriously, like why the fuck is an entire team living together? Like, that that whole rationale is kind of dumb. And like, as for like a language barrier thing, like I'm 
I'm almost certain that like there are esports teams in other in other uh, games that have players that speak different languages, but they're just they figure it the fuck out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and like it's it's really fucking stupid, man. Like it's hold on. Let's let's see. There they. So they basically say there's absolutely no reason. Here, here's a quote. There's absolutely no reason she couldn't do it. I think she knows that. I know she's had a lot of trouble. I've read a lot of articles about her having hard times, and that sucks. But that's a hurdle. You have to get through all that shit and negativity, and you're gonna you're gonna read on Reddit or Invent or whatever. Like, yeah, you you acknowledge that there's really bad shit, but like, and you acknowledge that she's good enough to play. But you don't give a legitimate excuse to why she can't play for you. It, I, mm. there. <sighs> yeah, I find it interesting. Um, I'm just reading here really quick. Um, uh, the New York Excelsior team is all Korean players. And wouldn't, and therefore wouldn't have encountered this sort of language barrier if this waited Houston from considering her. Um, but they said they just wanted to put together a team that had chemistry at the core. Um, they said she's very talented and everything. So, yeah. London Spitfire, another team with the all-Korean roster, never considered her at all. Once again, because they claim they want to full, want a fully functioning team out of the box instead of just a bunch of talented players who have not had communication locked in yet. Then you sign them on as a sub until they like like they have substitutes. Right. There's no reason that you can't sign on someone as a sub to and like have them build that communication, and then once once that's all in play, like have that happen. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a little little bizarre. Like, I mean, I think she should have at least been looked at. You know what I mean? And at least been given a chance. I mean, you you these guys in in these teams they get together and they play like constantly. So I'm sure one of the teams she would fit in. And you know what, Frank? I would want to have the best fucking Zarya player in the world on my team. Zarya is such a, like, difference maker in so many games. Like, you get a good Zarya. Zarya can... you If you run up against a team that has an amazing Zarya, that... It is, that player, it's, annoying. <laughs> it's annoying as fuck to play against because it's like, God damn yes. it, I shouldn't shoot that character. And they can practically control the whole game, you know? Because they're keeping it alive, they're on the objective or killing or doing whatever and you know they're, they're great at just soaking up damage and, and protecting people and just kind of just controlling everything almost so I, I don't really understand that because I feel like if you have a really good Zarya player in Overwatch like that's just something that I personally would want and it's not a language barrier thing it's not that she's female it's you know, it's just a little, little weird, especially some of these teams that are like all Korean. Like, at least give them a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It it definitely shines a light on like it's still like kind of shitty out there. It's still like yeah. there. There's still some like there's still some like sexist or misogynistic shit going on out there. That's kind of fucking playground bullshit like it's it's a bunch of like high bad teenage high school bullshit that they're that they're putting on at a professional level mm-hmm. yeah we'll see I, I hope she at least gets a shot mm-hmm. if she gets a shot it doesn't work it doesn't work but hopefully she at least gets a shot down the road somewhere Overwatch League is interesting, though. It's interesting how they're doing it, city-based, and all that stuff. Who knows if that'll if that'll work? I wonder if eventually we'll be able to watch it in VR. Yeah, that 
be cool. Yeah. PlayStation VR on this topic. They expect their live Sony expects the PlayStation VR library to nearly double in twenty eighteen. Alright. Cool. Yeah. What's the quality of these games gonna be? Yeah. That's that, that's the thing. Because there's a lot of shovelware VR games out there and you know, okay, the library's gonna grow, there's more games, there's obviously more developers invested in the platform which might you know get more people to invest in it Sony to invest in it more but like is there you know how many of these games are just going to be really great quality games that are really going to be the ones to drive people to PlayStation VR that's what I'm more interested in because I would rather have quality over quantity any day with this stuff I I want a port of that uh, VR chat that's on PC right now and uh, I want to become a, a PlayStation VR anime girl. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's that's basically all I want to do. I want to become an anime cam girl. That VR chat is just, that's I love some it. crazy I shit. I love it. I love I'm, watching I, I love it, too. Mm. Makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that, you know, there are some very promising PlayStation VR titles coming. And most of them will be from independent developers, and that is totally cool. I'm just, Some of them look very good. I'm so excited to play Moss. Yeah, yeah. Moss is the one I think of for 2018 as well. Yeah. But I also think PlayStation VR needs more Resident Evil 7-like experiences. Games that are not only built to be a game, a cool game if you don't have PlayStation VR, but if you do, you're going to get a totally different experience. That's a full experience, you know? Imagine Hellblade in VR. That would be a perfect game for PlayStation VR. I, I would really enjoy that. Even if it was just third person. Like, yeah. Just having that in VR would be fucking wild. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm interested here, for sure. We're getting VR and we're getting remasters, baby. Yeah. First up, you put this in here. I think you're more excited for this than I am, probably. I'm not really excited. I played through this game towards the end of last year. Uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue is coming to the PS4 March 20th. And, you know, I talked about it. Like, this game's it's okay. It's Black Flag, literally, again. Uh, I don't think it's as exciting or anything. I think the main character is just fucking... And the voice acting, especially, is just terrible. But it's really late for this game. Like, Really, really late. This game came out 2014. So, I feel like this should have been out a long time ago, for sure. Maybe put this out... I mean, 2015 would have made sense, but maybe the year Assassin's Creed took off? Who knows? It's weird. Really weird to me. But that's a thing. And then Dark Souls Remastered is coming to the Switch. And uh, and Xbox and PC. Yeah. Okay. I just saw the switch and I just yeah, I yeah. just stopped reading. Yeah, I, I get cares. that. Yeah, you your fucking blinders on. You're gonna play Dark Souls on Switch. I, actually, I'm not gonna play it on anything. Okay. But May 25th is when that comes out. You don't you don't want to prepare to die? No. I'm okay. I ain't got time for that. Hmm. It's gonna have. Some new features. I saw a, a a table earlier that says that it's going to increase. Like I think the the uh, original Dark Souls had one to six player multiplayer, hmm. and I think this bumps that up to eight. Cool. We'll have PS4 Pro support. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. Exciting that they're doing this. I didn't expect this at all. No, and I did for sure. Absolutely didn't expect it on an, on a Nintendo console. Yeah. Also, I just want to quickly acknowledge this whole Nintendo Direct thing. Okay. Dude, the hype for this thing was through the fucking. Roof. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I'm like, okay, I get it. Nintendo, they need to announce stuff that's coming out in 2018 because we really don't know. 
were like, Jesus Christ. And it was like they posted a picture of Chibi Robo on fire on their Twitter yesterday, and everybody just went fucking nuts. And I'm like, calm down. Just calm down, for on, sure. On a related note, uh, I participated in meme culture today. Yeah? Uh, there was a meme going around about, uh, the, like, they showed the Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong uh, Country uh, Tropical Freeze. Yeah. And uh, it, there's this little graphic that's on the box that says new funky mode. And people have just been slapping new, that that little graphic on a box, on a video game box art. And I, I put it on Resident Evil 7. And that got included in the Twitter moment. So I've officially participated in meme culture. Wow. That's great. Funky Kong. Hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Nintendo's gonna have... <laughs> I think they're gonna have a bigger year this year. Maybe. I. No, maybe not. We'll see. They're gonna have... Hmm. I don't want to say bigger year because it's hard to get bigger than Mario and Zelda. But I yeah. think they're going to have a larger breadth of bigger variety of games this year. Yeah. I mean, they have a ton of Wii U ports coming to the Switch, which makes a ton of sense, especially in the first half of the year. I think the thing with that, though, last I'll say, is that I, I think people just want to know, what is the really big game that they have for 2018? Because I, I think you look at, like, Metroid and, and Pokemon, they might not be out this year. But, like, what do you have that's just huge? That's all people really want to know. I think if they announced that, they did that today with just a teaser or something, I think people would calm down a little bit. But probably not. All right. See. <sighs> Finally, back on our bullshit this week with uh, the new, new games that came out. Great. It's awesome. 2018 Wonderful. starting with some new games. I don't think any of these are particularly notable. I have not heard of any of these before today, but we're going to read them off anyway, Tyler. You want to get us started? Uh, do I want to get us started? Get us started, Tyler. That's an order. No. Will I get us started? Yeah. The Count Lucanor on Vita joined Hans in a fantasy world and experience a unique adventure full of surprises and challenges. Get hooked on an immersive tale where every decision counts and every clue is a piece to solve the puzzle and get the treasure. Hmm. You know what this art looks like? It looks like you drew some sort of, like, I don't know, cartoon character and then just rotated it just slightly so the pixels don't align. Yeah. It's really weird. Mm. The next one here is called Energy Invasion on PlayStation 4 and Vita. Ooh. Energy Invasion, an arcade game inspired by the classic Breakout. Unlike the original game, your ball does not break blocks on its own, but can launch missiles in a chosen direction. One. Next up is Happy Drummer PS4. Happy Drummer is easy to play. All the in-game music was tailor-made by different composers worldwide, perfectly mixed to take you into a fully immersive world. Mm. I wonder if that's a mistake and this is a PSVR game, because it sounds like it could be a PSVR game with two move controllers. Yeah. I don't know. Next up is Little Red Lie on PlayStation 4 and PS Vita. Little Red Lie is a narrative-focused interactive fiction experience that reduces the traditional nine-verb adventure game structure down to a single, context-dependent interaction. Lie. Ooh. Next up is Planet Base on PS4. Planet Base is a strategy game where you guide a group of space settlers trying to establish an outpost on a remote planet. In the game, you will play the role of the base architect and manager, telling your colonists where to build the structures they will need to survive. You only need one architect. True. And the architect can act as a manager. Yeah. 
I feel like I've seen that text so many times. Hmm. What on the uh, on the title and the image? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the generic space t- font. Yeah. Uh, next up is Plox Neon on PlayStation Four. Plox Neon's a classic visuals and exciting music turn this action-packed puzzle game into an entrancing experience. Use your wits to find the best way to clear areas of the map and trap monsters to earn points. Next up is Sword of Fortress, the Anamazum. Anamazum? It's like a fucking black metal album for cover. Many a century ago, in a land far away, the mighty king faces rebellion. This was the beginning of the most epic struggle between a good and evil ever seen. This is a Gilson B. Pontes game. Point. Great. Great. That's it for the video games this week. Yeah. Watch Jigsaw. JK, don't. Okay, I was... See, I don't want... I never watched Saw movies because they're, from what I've heard, it's like it's torture porn, and I don't deal well with torture porn. It's kind of, kind of weird. Yeah, it just it feels weird. That's mm. the video games. And that is all the video games that will release in 2018. Good luck and see you next year. <laughs> yeah, you know sometimes I kind of wish. Don't. Shut up. Actually, you know what? Backlogs. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Backlogs. But don't stop progress, baby. Backlogs hurt. I don't like having backs on my logs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. gowses. Chicken nuggets and basketball. And dude, those two things, very good. Very good things. I can agree on my higher tier of things. Um, yeah, I think that's that's everything we have for this week. Yeah, buddy. Unless you have something. All right. Well, with that, we hope you're having a good time out there. We hope to see you next week. But if you have any questions for us between now and then, you can send those in at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com or tweet us at PS Report Podcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Tyler, tell me more about what you're doing over there at Plugged On Vids. Um let's see. We have some videos of stuff. Judas Priest. If you like Judas Priest, go check out our channel. I did my top 10 most anticipated albums of 2018. Mm. So that's cool. Alright. Fun stuff. Fun stuff indeed. Speaking of fun stuff, I'm actually going to be guesting on a podcast that will release next week. It's called The Delvin Cox Experience. Yeah? What's that? So, I th- from what I've listened, it seems like it's an interview show where we where he starts off with like a few questions and we just talk shit talks, it's conversation kind of stuff. It's, it's it's you know what? I'm just going in looking to have a good time. And when I have a good time, generally other people have a good time. Yeah, when people are having good times podcasting, it's a good time. True that. Mm. Yeah, and I'm also going to be putting out, uh, I've been playing a lot more PUBG recently, so I'm going to be putting out uh, some more videos, like just little highlight videos of some PUBG plays and stuff, because that replay system they added is pretty good. It's pretty good for uh, catching some of the cool stuff that you do in that video game. Kill anybody through their afro this week? All right, so uh, I have actually have a different cool story to tell this week. Sure. If we have if we have time for it here, uh, which we do. Um, so 
I was dropping down in the solo game. Uh, I dropped down to the same group of houses as this other person. Like, there were two houses. So, we both go into our respective houses looking for a gun to kill the other guy. My house doesn't have a fucking gun. So, immediately, I'm like, shit, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here and move on to the next set of houses. So, I jump out the window, and I start running. And I hear him open the door on his on his house. Fucker has a shotgun. Ooh. He fucking pelts me a little bit. And, like, he doesn't get me all the way down. Like, he he hits me a couple times, but it's just grazing shots. So I, I'm, I'm still alive. So I'm running away. I, I press the button to just look while I'm running. And I look back. He's fucking chasing me with his shotgun. He's chasing me. He's taking shots every now and then. But in doing so, he's kind of falling behind because he has to stop to shoot. Or at least slow down. He can't be sprinting and shooting at the same time. So I'm just I'm just weaving around, try and jumping every once in a while, dodging shots. He gets a few more hits in, but he runs out of ammo. Oh! So we come up on the next group of houses. We each get, we each go into a different house. I find I finally fi- find like an M16. I I load the M16. I go out. I'm gonna kill this fucker before he finds anything good. So he comes out the. I I get out first, and he comes out the door with a pistol. He, he just got, like, a M1911 pistol. He, and then I just, I put my M16 on burst fire and just, like, bursted him a couple times, man. I, I got him. I turned on him. I killed him. He was chasing me. He was trying to hunt me down. I fucking got him. Yeah. Mm. He was probably all sad. He's like, motherfucker, I got this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. He got me. Yeah. It was good. I actually had a good round that round. Like, I... I later found like this new machine, well, new to me machine gun, the DP twenty eight, and uh, got a few kills with that. Got a silencer for my M sixteen. Got a kill with that. It was it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I like that game. I like me the DP twenty eight. Yep. Yeah. It has a very unique sound. It's like when when you hear someone firing off that gun, you know it's that gun. It, I, like it's, that's something that I think PUBG does very well. But that that isn't on PlayStation yet, and hopefully, if it does come to PlayStation, it performs better. I'm gonna have to check out that console yeah. version again soon because apparently they made a performance patch. Yeah, and apparently it's up to three million players already. It's just crazy. Also, hold on. Last thing, last thing, last thing. This, this did we, is did, just, did we just catch, dropped. Did we just did we just catch news before we stopped recording? Yeah, Destiny Two outlines 2018 updates. Oh, please give it to us. Which adds six v six playlist, eververse items as activity rewards. All right, I'm gonna read this. Okay, do it. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to pick up. The update include. Included in the blog post are spread across four major updates, one coming in January, one coming on January 30th, one February, and two in the spring and fall. One of the biggest changes is to the Eververse, which is being heavily reworked in favor of making other activities more rewarding by offering ghost ships, sparrows at the end. Mods are also being reworked, and Bungie promises these changes will focus on reducing redundant mods, more unique theming and greatly increasing their impact on your power. Other additions include Masterwork Armor, the extra bonus of which reduces damage taken during super moves, new strike scoring, ranked crucible play, and the ability to equip multiple emotes at once. Raids are now more rewarding as well with raid-specific mods as well as economy changes that mean the raid weapons drop after each major encounter, and then raid gear can directly purchase with tokens. For a full breakdown, head to Bungie's thing. Bungie's uh, daily blog or whatever. Mm. Alright. I mean, and this stuff's cool. It's nothing that's going to get me super excited. Like, I think it's cool to make Things more rewarding uh, by giving them ghosts and ships because that is something that was definitely missing from Destiny Two. It's just some that things little dumb stuff that I liked in Destiny One, and then the masterwork armor, sure. Rank crucible play, sure. 
six v six, cool. Uh, raid, you know, getting raid gear after each encounter. I don't even know why that wasn't a thing because that was a thing in the first game. Yeah, I don't know. Like these are cool things, but not nothing exciting. Mm. All right, that's it. All right. Any of these excite you? So, I've seen Destiny on my dashboard. That's yeah. as, that's as close as I've ever uh, come to playing it since I stopped. Uh, makes this sense. Doesn't this? No, hearing hearing this doesn't change any of that. Yeah. Hmm. I have too many other games that I am enjoying playing to go back to something that I might enjoy. It, it, I don't know. I, I feel like there are better ways to spend my time in video games than to go back and play Destiny. Well, that's all we have for this week. Thankfully, we caught that last bit there. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, yeah. Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Oh, check out the Lego Ninjago movie.